0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to... Wait, what podcast is this? This is the Good Talks podcast.
1: The Good Talks are back.
0: Good Talks are back. My name is Mark Little. And I'm Ray And this episode is brought to you by the most wonderful beverage in all the land, Bean Chata, when horchata just won't do. Bean Chata is the drink for you, fully endorsed by Justin Bieber. Oh, whoops. Oh. Last time we did this, Uh, last time we were in a different location. I think we were in La Jolla, actually, when we recorded an episode that I believe we never put out. Oh,
1: we do have an episode from La Jolla that we never put out.
0: Yeah, from June.
1: Totally forgot about that.
0: June 2021. And here we are sitting, when is it?
1: We are six months later. About seven months later now.
0: Well, the date would even be more useful. January 11th, 2020. Oh,
1: that's what you were looking for.
0: That's what I was looking for. I
1: forget how specific you like to be.
0: I learned it through improv. and And also life.
1: I'm very aware. Well? I mean, I will say that um, trait of yours has definitely positively rubbed off on me.
0: Being specific?
1: Being specific. But I forget from time to time. And I thought you just wanted, you know... I thought you wanted me to do some real math. I thought I thought that would be impressive. Uh-huh. But I forget you're not impressed by real math.
0: Interesting. So we have kind of decided to bring back the podcast in its original form. Yeah. More or less.
1: Yeah. Um we had really enjoyed when we started it, the books. I mean talking yeah. about books and the whole idea behind that too, I think both of us love reading and learning
0: certainly and
1: talking about our learning because certainly. it helps us actually learn and apply things and yeah. so and we've just found out together too that like we both really in, get inspired and thrive on that kind of conversation i think and i think relationship wise we thrive on that um and it really helps us with like individual growth and then um, growth together, but mm-hmm. it—that's where it all stemmed from in the beginning and starting the podcast. And it was really fun. And then we—we um, we still talked about books, but I guess we kind of got away from that and we're just kind of doing updates and stuff.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. I think at some point we just got out of the habit of reading so much and just—I don't know, you know how it goes. You get busy and yeah, and that sort of stuff happens. And um, but now, now that Christmas has recently passed. I, you gave me a couple Hi. new fantastic books to I read, did. a couple of books that I've been wanting to read for a long time. Uh, and the first one is Atomic Habits.
1: Yeah. Had you, um, had you heard about that book before I gave it to you or ha- yeah. was it on your list? Okay.
0: Uh, I had heard about it. I, I didn't really have, I haven't had a reading list in quite some time. Okay. I, I mean, not officially, maybe like kind of a mental list. Mm-hmm. Um, and the mentalist this week on the NBC uh, never watched nice. it. But, um, oh, yeah. I think actually, through being on TikTok and stuff, like sometimes i'll I'll yeah, have a a uh, video that pops up that is about books that you read that will change your life or whatever. Yeah. And I've seen this book on there multiple times. And then I'm pretty sure back in the day listening to like Tim Ferriss and stuff, um, I heard about this book at some point, mm-hmm. you know.
1: Yeah. Oh, no. It's all over the place. I mean, I heard heard about it from multiple people. Again, kind of like you. It's been through Instagram. Close friends have recommended it to me. And yeah. then um, bigger, you know, podcasts and stuff. But it's a good one. I actually have not read it. I know. I, am, I know. Right now, the, the process of it, because... Um, Mark is reading it and teaching me through it, basically. He's my audiobook <laughs> essentially, or you're like my you're like my Spark Notes audiobook version mm-hmm. of of reading it because I couldn't find a good audio. I will say you can't really find a good audiobook for that right now. Probably the only one is the Amazon one that you can get. Um, but there's, other' than that.
0: There's no real audiobook for this.
1: Well, okay. You, um, you were just
0: looking on YouTube for the free I was looking one. on
1: YouTube, but that's because t- typically you can find good audiobooks on YouTube.
0: Yeah. But like this one. I'm no. sure if you went on like Audible or whatever, you That's what find I mean. One.
1: I'm Amazon. I'm at Audible. There's one for Audible. I um, thought you said YouTube. I looked on YouTube but and then I just oh. don't. I'm being cost, cheap? not cheap. I wasn't going to say cheap. Oh, okay. I was going to say I am. Um, what's the term? You're,
0: you're controlling the budget.
1: Yeah. I get it. And so I didn't really want to pay for the Audible one since I bought you that book. I thought, yeah. oh, I'll just read it after. But what what's fun about it is that as you've been talking to me about this book, mm-hmm. I've been able, I relate on one level because I have a course that I've been running um, where I talk about similar things based on other books. Right. So books like um, High Performance Habits by Brendan Burchard. We wow, good book, good Tim book. Tim Ferriss, um a lot of the system building and stuff is what yeah. this is and so um we still find that we can both talk about it even if I'm not directly reading you know reading it and and that's yeah. kind of cool and yeah I will start reading it though as we carry on these podcast conversations but um
0: yeah and actually funny enough um kind of how I always uh force you to say that uh, you get to do something instead of you have to do something mm-hmm. that's in this book
1: I know, and I love that because oh, you knew that.
0: How would you know that?
1: That it's in that book? Yeah. Um, somebody had told me when I told, told them about. I know, I know, but um, thought I
0: had a big reveal. I'm
1: sorry. Well, it just when you said that, it clicked. I was like, oh yeah, that's where. Um, I think it was my friend Elaine. She, mm-hmm. I had told her about that narrative shift that I found so powerful, and she's like, oh yeah, I read about that in Atomic Habits.
0: Yeah, that's interesting because I, I'm really wonder. It made me wonder. Okay, like where did I initially hear that? Because how long have we been saying that? That you get to do stuff and so you have to do you stuff you
1: have been saying that to me for years yeah
0: I was gonna say um, it feels like it's been a while
1: I finally adopted that well, only within like the last year and a half
0: yeah, to I two mean, years <laughs> it's a it's a it's an ever evolving practice it is I well mean,
1: well really though when you start well I guess a part of it too is having you around who says it to me all the time because what yeah. happens is I think as humans who are in some sort of a you know, relationship whether it's with a family member, a or friend, or whatever, like mm-hmm. we might pick up on what you're doing before we would pick up on what we're doing, and I think sometimes it, that's not always the case. But so, like for me, it comes from a lack of really wanting to pay attention to myself.
0: Like it's easier to pick out yeah other people's habits in yeah. your yeah yeah
1: yeah exactly. And so, and not saying that's what you did, but you were always very aware of when i said i have to do something so you would always be like you mean you get to and at first maybe for like a couple years even i feel like i'd be like yeah 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 whatever like Mm -hmm. whatever mr positivity Mm -hmm. um and then i read about it in a different book or Mm -hmm. some or heard it on a podcast maybe that was where i got it from Mm -hmm. and um I remember thinking, oh, Mark always says this to me. But because I connected two dots, Mm -hmm. then when I said it again, plus, plus going back to, I was finally at a point in my own life where I was being way more Mm self-reflective and feeling way more comfortable looking inward and and kind of assessing, doing like self-assessments. And so when I realized how much I say I have to do something or I need to do something or I've got to go do this and it's like got this negative connotation of something I just am obligated to do right um it really clicked and so I started catching myself a lot more and I get to man that that is such a simple thing and it is so powerful because now I catch myself doing it all the time and the minute you say you get to you smile Mm -hmm. you're like I do get to do this. Like, this is amazing, you know?
0: Exactly. No, it's definitely big. It's a big amount of change for a small amount of effort, I guess. And I feel like that is, I'm not done with this book, but I feel like that is what this book is really about. I think that's his idea of atomic uh, is like you're making all these little tiny changes that in the end will add up to this big result. Exactly. Like one of the examples he uses in a book is temperature versus an ice cube. Like if it goes, if the room goes from whatever, from 29 to 30, like nothing happens and then 30. And then once you're at like 33, it'll start to melt or whatever. Yeah. Just, it just takes one more degree. um, And then of course, as it ramps up and and you go higher and higher, just each small degree, you get more and more results. Um, So it's really, I don't know, it's an interesting book and it's got a lot of good stuff built into it. Like the idea of setting up things to make it attractive for you to do something like if there's a habit you want to instantiate in your life and you don't know how to do it you can you say you want to play guitar you plop the guitar like right in the middle of your room mm-hmm. so that it no longer is a, a challenge to go and grab your guitar or take it out of the right. case or whatever it is so now it's just right there in front of your face. And I, I guess that's not really the attractiveness so much as that is a different element. Actually, I'm going to peek here in the book. Go ahead.
1: That makes it easy. I know, and I, I think it might be anatomic habits, for instance. It may not, but um, there is a lot of research and teachings on the importance of adult play right Hmm. um and how you know play is essential to our learning as adults it's essential to our productivity as adults or even just um you know always finding that flow state that zone of proximal development and everything like that and and there is um this idea that i really i try like at work, my whole room is a playroom, right? But mm-hmm. at home, the idea is in every room of your house, you set up some and set up an area for play. So maybe in the dining room, like you can quickly make a ping pong table out of the dining table. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you always have a puzzle out on the coffee table that you can maybe you know if that's your version of play. Yeah. Um, you know, you and I. Oops. Um, we have our smash ball. <laughs> out in the living room and we can just take that we'll even play it inside
0: yeah
1: um things like that and and so it's that idea of having you know things accessible instead of you know yes it's nice to have your guitar nice and neatly stored away yeah but then you're going to find excuses not to do it if you want to play more but all your games or, or all the things you play with are in one specific room they're in the game room and you know you're in your office plugging away or whatever mm-hmm. you're not gonna necessarily you'll find excuses not to go do it or you'll be in the game room and you'll find excuses not to go back to work or whatever it is yeah um, not saying you have to have clutter all over your house but there that probably will go into the attractiveness of it I don't know how
0: yeah it's how actually describes it uh, it's actually the I was wrong it's oh. The first law is make it obvious. So obvious is is to put it like out in front of you. Yeah. Um, and just that's that's what it is. Put it put it in front of your face, and then make a plan essentially for yourself. Uh, he calls it use implementation intentions, and he says I will, and then X behavior at this time in this location. So I will play guitar at two forty-five in my living room yep, and, and then having all those things laid out. It's just like, I, I think a big part of it is, is just eliminating any unknown yeah. that they, they becomes a question later in your mind where you're like, Oh, well, and that indecisiveness is kind of that moment where you can be like, ah eh, well, forget it. Yeah. Uh, you know,
1: exactly. Um, I had a thought Oh, it makes me think about, especially someone like you, because I know you like to have things always set up in a functional way. Like, mm-hmm. even if something is for decoration, well, is it functional to the environment? Is it functional to me as a human? Like, I love to think this way with houseplants. I love houseplants. One, because I love how they look. They make my house beautiful and lo- living, Look, you know, whatever.
0: Yeah, but alive. When-
1: alive, vivacious, whatever. But when I go to buy one now, I'm always like okay, but is this good for the environment in my house? Is it one of those like a snake plant, right? They're beautiful, but they're so good for, you know, to have in your bedroom because of the oxygen production or um, there are, um, I don't know. So like it has, it serves a function and it has purpose. And I feel like when I think about how I set other things up in my life, you know, what is, what is the function? Is it just to look pretty or does it have something... Obvious about it that you can do with yeah. it, I guess.
0: Yeah, no, and that's definitely an interesting way to think about it because, you know, to some extent, art is its own function. Sure. Right, and I like, and I I appreciate and understand the function of art, and because it's a, it's an interesting function because right. it's totally it's different for every single person, mm-hmm. um, so that has its own place. But I do very much have that kind of utility-based mindset, too. Yeah, you do. <laughs> and the best, I mean, I think that's what good design is, is something that looks appealing, but also does the thing you want it to do. Yeah. Like, those are those are the things you look at and just like, wow, that's that's a brilliant design. Like, that's so simple, but it, it takes care of all these responsibilities that I, I was hoping it would. Mm-hmm. I remember when I was in college, I would always want to, I was in a woodworking class, and I was like, at the very beginning level of woodwork, woodworking, I had I had done none, except you know I had pounded a nail into a board when I when I was younger. I had done that. Nice. And so yeah, so that was pretty sweet. And then when I guess I was a freshman sophomore, uh, we were building a lot of stages because I was in a fraternity and part of being a pledge was building. Uh, a lot of infrastructure for parties. It was a, I was was a party in infrastructure engineer at that time. <laughs>
1: Did you put that on your resume? No, I
0: wish. I, I wish I would have thought of it at that point as a party infrastructure engineer because I really would have held that over other people's heads. Um, <laughs> but by the time I got to a point so what is it you get you do like your general ed and then yeah and then you get into your major classes sure that's just what it's called it's not it's not Pre- called anything
1: prerequisites
0: different. oh yeah you do your prereqs yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah so then we got into woodworking and stuff and i would always want my stuff to be dual function but i barely even knew how to work with wood so it's like doesn't really make sense that it would that i would <laughs> want it to be dual function and so my stuff often came out being you know relatively shitty um,
1: didn't you sit up, like make a chair that you sat on and it broke or something? Oh man,
0: that was the I best. think you told
1: me about that on like one of our first dates and I was just cracking up Oh man, so sad. You, you were, you were telling me the story years later and you were like sad telling this story. Like I could just see how much you wanted that chair to work.
0: That ch- I, that, that chair could still work. It still, it still but could see, work. And
1: I knew in that moment ago, this human like, what? likes things to work. Like oh, yeah. you like things that- have a function and and
0: and where i went wrong there is (laughs) is kind of and well okay i went wrong in two places so initially uh my idea was to get the you know the biggest chair we had a specific amount of wood that we could use which was say it's like 48 inches by 48 inches of plywood or whatever and then it was a cnc project so we're using software to design the chair and then a CNC router to cut that chair out. And so my mind is like, how can I absolutely maximize this material? And so in maximizing the material, I made the rails of the chair pretty thin, and I had never made a chair before ever. Uh, so, (laughs) So what the hell did I know? And uh, so the rails are kind of thin, and they're not just thin. Like if they were thin, it's fine, right? Because you can have really thin legs. Yeah. on a On a standard chair, it's but a
1: stylistic it's, choice. But it's
0: also like a. They weren't legs. They were like a a bouncing rocker chair it was like that design of like a swooping s type thing yeah and we're making it out of plywood and it's not reinforced at all (laughs) so it's just like plywood that's in an s shape yeah and then has a bunch of slats all over it and i actually got it all cut out uh it was all built i sat in it once and it worked and then i was like Oh, I'm gonna like. I think I was gonna take a Snapchat of it or something. Yeah,
1: that's what you told me. Yeah,
0: and then I sat in again, and it snapped, and I was just like, "Ah!" Oh, like I don't even remember. I just remember being just just disappointed. Um, and I was probably the only one working in the shop at the time, just because I would keep very odd, uh, mm-hmm. procrastination based hours, uh, all throughout college, and yeah, and sometimes even still. Uh, but I, I try and get further and further away from that. But that idea is all to say that, yes, I do like stuff that has utility and, uh, I do also like well-designed things.
1: You do. Okay. Wait, now that you brought up procrastination though, I'm curious, have you gotten to any point in the book, Atomic Habits, where he talks about that?
0: He talks about breaking bad habits and let's see, I'm trying to think if I, if I have got there yet. Um, I'm
1: sure he talks about it at some point, but I'm sure. Does he talk about it in terms of it being a bad habit? Let's see because my thing with procrastination is it doesn't always like I know I procrastinate on certain things, but mm-hmm. for almost like I've learned I do it for specific reasons, and if I'm okay with those reasons and the and how I'm procrastinating, so to speak, like mm-hmm. I don't know,
0: yeah. i've I have definitely had, and maybe it's due to this book, probably partially. But also just partially due to a different way of thinking, my mindset about procrastination has altered. Like I definitely am not as as hard on myself right. as long as I've made some progress.
1: Yeah, um, exactly.
0: Because as long as something, as long as I'm a little bit further than I was yesterday, and this is definitely uh, probably partly from Gary Vee yeah. type, type yeah. of mindset of just like, hey, it's, it, be patient because it's going to take time. Like whatever the thing is, and I know that I could be working more quickly, or I could be more focused, or I could be more this or that. But yeah. just the fact that a day was even spent partially moving towards a goal, as long as it's you're always getting closer to that goal, um, I feel I feel good about it.
1: That's not, that's kind of my thought too. Yeah, no. I just I was curious if if since you had brought it up, if that had come up yet. But we'll wait. We'll wait till we get there because I have a f- I'm sure he's going to bring it up.
0: Oh, yeah. I can't I'm,
1: imagine a book like this wouldn't go into into that kind of a thing.
0: Yeah. Another thing he talks about that I do really find interesting is the idea of, like, habit stacking. So, just saying, okay. like, for instance, after we work out, we will eat. Like, those are, we don't necessarily mm-hmm. think of those as habits, but they are. Yeah. Right? Because we've discovered that that is a... We don't have to think about it anymore. It's like, this, this is the order. We work out, then we eat. Then it's a we, routine. Yeah, same thing.
1: It's like having a morning routine. You're just yeah. habit stacking in your morning.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so he's just talking about habit stacking. If you have a habit that you really love and that you always do, and you're like, I make coffee every day. Well, then just decide that the next stack behind that is going to yeah. be whatever. And just like you said, it's, it's routine building.
1: Yeah, but it it is cool to think about it if you have that kind of a visual brain, which I definitely have. Um, you should have seen me yesterday. We were trying to figure something out at work, and we needed a literal roadmap to figure out.
0: I oh, gotta have a roadmap this
1: whole thing. And I said, "Can I draw it for us? Yeah, because like it helps. Usually, we you know we're all just like oh we'll figure it out tomorrow. And we like were, I was proud of our team, but it was this whole thing of like. We need to draw it out. So we went to the literal, literally went to the drawing board. Got, yeah. got to a whiteboard because we have a spare office space in our in our classroom setup. Mm-hmm. And we went over there with colored, you know, uh, markers. And I drew out this roadmap of how we're gonna do something. Like, yeah, and it's so helpful. So anyway, so it's with very this helpful. habit stacking, I feel like it does help to think about it in that way because. um you can think about, you know, we all think maybe about our time. Like, if we have our timeline for the day, maybe we have blocks of time or chunks or whatever you do. But mm-hmm. I feel like the stacking kind of lets you see it in, like, levels and steps. Mm-hmm. And so, at least in my brain. So, if, like, I'm going to make coffee, my next step is, you know, then I journal with my coffee or whatever it is, you know. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't know. I just, I do like that instead of it being, like, completely on a timeline. Yeah. Um. So, it's that's just... cool. I, I like that I'm learning that.
0: Yeah. It's a... I think so many of these books offer a lot of similar or same advice, and it's just kind of repackaged with slightly different twists oftentimes. Um, Of course, not every book is talking about habits and not every book is talking about whatever, but it does have a thematic similarity through all these different books, which is more than just like, okay, focus and get shit done It's it's cool because I guess you get the chance to connect with a different author who might have just a slightly different wording or a slightly different perspective on it that uh, really, like you said, allows it to click in your mind. So Mm -hmm. now it's like, okay, I can, I see, yeah, I see how I can make this work.
1: How? And that's exactly it. It gives you a solid how. Yeah. You know, there are books out there, and I've read some and paid money for some that I'm like, wait a minute. I get to the end, I'm like, wait, but. I didn't learn what I wanted to learn from this. Like I didn't learn what I expected. And because there's not, sometimes I think we get so caught up, like, I don't know what I'm trying to say, I guess, just, just, we get caught up with like what we expect from the book Yeah, and maybe there were other lessons in there or, or sometimes those books, they can be really just like anecdotal there's just just somebody ended up up sharing all about their life and how they do things versus giving you more maybe tangible like or alternative ways of doing things because i do feel like i liked that about brendan burchard's book the high performance habits because he gives you other he's like but you may not be into this like yeah so try this or go go to this guy like he knows what this is all about or whatever yeah um I don't know. I always always default to like a Gary Vee with this kind of stuff, a Gary Vee mindset though of like, try it, try yeah. something. And if it doesn't click, then move on to the next thing. Like, Yeah.
0: You know, but- No, I, I agree. And I think actually in this book, and just kind of a reference to that is he talks about a teacher who was a teacher of photography in one half of the class. He said- all you people will be graded on your quantity. And mm-hmm. he points to the other half and says, all you people will be graded on the quality. So at the end of the semester, I only want one picture from you, but it, it you know we're going to grade it harshly because it's got to be perfect, basically. Yeah. And then the other one, the other half, he says, as long as you take 100 photos, go for it, right? Like, yeah. you, you'll get the grade. And then it turns out kind of unsurprisingly, maybe surprising some people, that... Uh, I guess it's not surprising to me because I've done enough creative process stuff to to be like, yeah, of course. Uh, But the people who did the quantity were uninhibited and they're just like, shoot, 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 shoot. Mm -hmm. Right. And then when you shoot that much eventually, eventually you either are inspired or you get bored. And it's and they're kind of the same thing, because if you get bored, then you're like, okay, well, I need to. I can't take another picture of, of this soda can like that's, that's just sucks. Mm-hmm. Right. So now you try
1: something different. Yeah,
0: You mess with the composition, you mess with the, the lighting, whatever yep. it is. So I know Yeah,
1: I saw this. So in my world in, in speech, there's this, um, not like super viral. It's kind of a common base, common knowledge base thing. But lately I've seen it a lot where professionals, I any mean, other parents are poach, putting out a lot of content about basically what it's saying is it's okay for kids to get bored or let mm-hmm. your kids get bored or make your kids get bored. And at first, when I first saw that, I was like, why would we do that? But then it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And the reasoning is just that it's because if you, you know, just tell your kid, no, the TV's not going on Yeah. here. Here's the right, like, don't even put toys out. Like let them sit in, in, in the living room and just have whatever functional furniture is already out, you know, sure. um, and let, and tell them it's time to play. And see what they do because eventually, you know, they're gonna seek that inspiration. Yeah. If it's automatically given, it's it's a whole other thing, right? Like sure. if, um, what is that? Instant gratification. Sure. So if the TV goes on, then they're not, or they're less likely to go out and seek a, a form of inspiration or be more creative or whatever that mm-hmm. is. So it's just interesting that you bring that up because it's kind of that same idea of keep trying things and keep doing things. And Mm -hmm. if it gets boring, that's fine because then you're going to seek inspiration somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. Um,
0: Yeah. I think about that kind of a lot, just a similar principle of, you know, how much pain does someone have to endure for something to change? mm -hmm. Right. Because it's like, there's, there's a threshold where it's like, okay, like, this is not bad. Like I can sit here and be bored or whatever Mm -hmm. and then at some point it's just like oh i'm too bored i have to do something else Mm -hmm. and uh and just bored for the sake of this example like i love to tell you only boring people get bored i know
1: I know. that's why when i hear the word bored or when i see these posts on social media i'm always like why why do we have to say bored but okay yes keep going (laughs) yeah that's where my like negativity about that comes
0: and i just and i'm i'm not sure where i heard that from though only boring people get bored I feel like it's like, I don't I don't remember where I heard it from.
1: I don't know, but you've been saying that to me since we were dating. So. Yeah,
0: and, and I love that saying. It might have just been like another person I knew. I'm, I'm really not sure. It could have been a podcast. I have no idea. But it is so true, though, because if you, there's so many things in the world. And if you yeah. can't, f- and there's so many things in your own head.
1: Uh, it Ain't that the truth? And,
0: you know, even... <laughs> And then, if you can empty your head, then that's a whole different amazing world that is yeah. that's wild. So, the idea when people say that they're bored, it's it, it blows my mind. It, I guess, it just rings of you know I've run out of things to watch on TV. I've
1: like, run out of instant <laughs> gratifications. Yeah. Like, and it's funny that you say that because something I realized I had, I was doing, now that I live. Um. So, life update for everybody, because we haven't been on here since. But I bought a house. I now live in a house with a cat, and
0: in a house with a cat. in a
1: house with a cat. But I'm, I'm, you know, it's mine. I can put things wherever I want. I can leave dishes in the sink. And one thing I notice, I do Congrats. well. But one thing I notice, I do because I feel like I have just all this autonomy, and I purposefully like don't feel the need to bring like for instance my phone if i'm going downstairs to get coffee or whatever um or make coffee i don't oh. bring my phone with me Do
0: you consider coffee a big part of your identity? <laughs> <laughs> you don't bring your phone with you. <laughs> you don't bring your but phone I, with like, you. like
1: i leave it in my room where then i leave the door open and i don't know it, it's just a, it's just a weird feeling of like i can leave things wherever right So i noticed yep. i one morning i had gone downstairs didn't have my phone with me. Was in the kitchen, like making... I was making tea, probably, because that's what I drink first, just so we're all aware that coffee is not my identity. We don't
0: have to base our just identity so we're, on beverages.
1: <laughs> whether, know, it's beverages.
0: On, on any was, beverages, whether you're someone who okay. thinks the so coolest anyways. thing in the world is wine. Or the coolest thing in the world is coffee. Or the coolest thing in the world is beer. Not to talk down to you, but update no, your personality.
1: Oh my god! update your
0: personality. Oh
1: my goodness. <laughs> okay. So anyways, my point is, is that I realized like five minutes into my task that I didn't have my phone. And I was just staring around my house, taking it all in, you know, whatever, because I was excited to be like living in my own place. And then... Um, it made me think, wow, I have no music on right now, mm-hmm. no TV, no podcast, you know, um, not scrolling Instagram. I'm literally not doing anything. If somebody called me right now, my phone's, I'm not going to hear it. I'm not going to get the message. I'm not going to get distracted by it. So it made me think, like, I should try to try and do this. Like every, what? like as part of my morning routine of just, like, leave, leave phone. my phone away, yeah. especially on weekends where like I have more time in the mornings yeah. to sit around and quote unquote, get bored. Yeah. But like, just do that. Like, I know I have a to-do list and whatever, but just, just sit there and kind of stare off and see where my mind goes. Yeah. Not even like purposely meditate, but just sit there in the silence, you know? And, yeah. and so I've tried that a couple of times and it's really interesting just because, I don't know, I like get, maybe get inspiration for content and, or, you know, get, remember something mm-hmm. that i needed to do or that you know i want to get done that day it's it's really interesting and cool um, as an adult so yeah i don't know i don't no, know no that's what.
0: that's i i like that it's it's funny it reminds me of i mean this is kind of going in the opposite but the same direction first we have to go back to go forward
1: exactly uh,
0: i've seen i've seen them before but then i saw one today and it's a tiktok where they're like you know Imagine if you uh, spent every day. You didn't pick up your phone for the first hour. Read ten pages a day. Exercise for an hour every day. You know, drink yeah. a gallon of water yeah. every day. Cut out sugar. I right, like. I I think I scrolled past the video because I had seen it before. Not that exact one, but that, that idea. That list essentially. And then it just says, you know, the punchline is you will be unrecognizable from who you were sixty days ago. Oh. and I just I think that's such it's such a true idea uh, the fact that if you if you're reading every day like that if you're exercising every day like that especially if you're starting from a place of not you know yeah I mean, exactly if you're starting from zero then then yeah you're gonna see a huge improvement but if you're starting at even you know 10 20 50 percent of that to double it or more yeah is is uh, is huge. oh I think one of them was wake up every day before 8 a.m obviously you do that. <sighs> Some, but not
1: on the weekends.
0: Mm, some days, yeah. So lately, I've been staying up late looking at NFT stuff. Mm. But yeah, so that that was just uh, another thing that I was like, this would be good to yeah. uh, to integrate. And that is the one thing. I mean, maybe it's has to do with it being a new year. I. And, Maybe partly. So we'll we'll give it being a new year partly credit for that. But I also know. just reading a new book.
1: Yeah. Is, yeah.
0: It always makes me feel good like that. Yeah. No. Just in an inspired inspired I, motivated type way.
1: Yeah. I love books like that. It's funny. I actually just um, two things are funny. One, I just reorganized my bookshelves in my house. That is funny. And I moved all like books like that that have, personally for me, made me feel inspired to my downstairs bookshelf where Mm -hmm. if people come over, they see them. So that way we can talk about them. That Uh, was like my purpose. See, they serve a function. They're pretty books and I've already read them, but like, let's talk about them. That's
0: extremely functional. Um, I mean, I think that's that's what. When people say a conversation piece, that's exactly what they mean.
1: That's, and that's what I want. And then yeah. also, of course, the journals are on display in my living room. Understandable. <laughs> okay, but the other funny thing is, yesterday, because you said something about it being a new year, and you maybe give some credit of this to that, whatever. Yeah. So, I recorded a podcast for my SLP, Say Thanks More podcast, just me talking about, like, setting intentional goals as speech pathologist yesterday, but I... Started the podcast thinking, yeah, it's the first one of 2022. Like, I'm going to do a New Year's podcast, talk about goal setting. And I started it off literally like, you know, I want to talk about goal setting and because we're going into a new year. But I'm not, like, enthusiastic, gung-ho about, like, setting, like, specific goals for 2022 right now. Like, I'm not feeling like it's this big, fresh start. And not in a negative way. Yeah, I just have this, this year's different feeling from other years where... I feel like I already have these goals that I'm working towards. Yeah. I'm excited to build new habits maybe around them. Like as I learn more and, you know, talk about these things more. But um I had to be really honest. Like I'm gonna talk about intentionally goal setting, but you don't have to do this just because it's a new year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's just kind of how I feel. Like I don't wanna give 2022 any credit
0: <laughs> for, yeah.
1: for me accomplishing things because right. I'm realizing It's not about what year it is, right? It's about what I choose to do. Um, And yes, it's fun to celebrate a new year. There are new things that can come. And I love the energy that goes into things like Mm -hmm. that. But I also know for me, like I've never been good with the resolution thing. Mm -hmm. And goal setting is really fun. um, But it's more again, it's more about like you were saying earlier, because I think for me, goal setting, sometimes then I go back at the end of the year and I see what I didn't do. Sure. I mean, and I forget to celebrate what I did do. Sure. Um, and so this year I was really focused on, I'm still going towards these goals. Yeah. I don't care where I'm at with them. Yeah. I'm going, I'm still, we're still working towards them and that's a great thing. Yeah, um, absolutely. And so, I don't know, it's just interesting that you brought that up because I, <laughs> I had to like, I didn't backtrack on my podcast yesterday, but I definitely was like, you know, I'm happy about the new year, but this is just where I'm at. I feel very grounded in, in my goals. And I'm, then that's a good thing. So.
0: Yeah. I I mean, yeah, I, I guess the more I think about it, the more I kind of feel both ways about it. It's like, yes, I, you know, I'm grateful for the new year because, uh, I think as people, and I like read this or saw this somewhere the other day, as people, it's easier for us to make changes around things that we feel like are landmark ish. So like a new, yeah. a new year, or if you want to start a, a, a habit, like picking it up on a Monday might, you know, be more beneficial yeah. for you or, oh, for sure. or, or just an easier motivational push if that's what you're lacking. But the part of me that is like, you know, it's not 2022. It's just the fact that it's, it just works out in this timeline mm-hmm. uh, is the part that's like, there is that kind of, you know, hokiness to being like, oh, it's a, it's a new year. Like now it's time for us to uh, make all these changes and whatever. But it's not, it's not necessarily just for that. But if that's why you're making changes, good for you. Just stick to them.
1: Yeah, exactly. You, I mean, I think that's the point is if this is what helps you, like you said, it's a landmark year. Don't get mad at me because I, I took my chapstick lid off I'm sorry.
0: All right, fidget, just keep going. I
1: don't know I'm fidgeting. <laughs> so no, but if that works for you and that brings more enthusias enthusiasm into it, yeah, then by all means like utilize that momentum. Yeah. Um I and I'm I'm one where like last year, totally, that was me. It's just this year I feel a little bit differently about it. Yeah. And that's that's okay too. Maybe part of it is because I didn't buy my planner until April of last year, so now I have to wait till April to buy a new project planner.
0: Mm. So
1: April's kind of my first of the year.
0: Understandable. <laughs> Understandable. No,
1: it's it, yeah, it's just funny cuz I was thinking about that too. I was like, "Oh, I'm not setting up a new planner or anything." Yeah. Like, so that's interesting. Yeah. Um
0: and that that actually kind of reminds me of this book as well. Um the idea of cues and, and setting up cues for yourself yeah. in order to, to understand like, so that's kind of like the thing about the guitar in the living room, or mm-hmm. if you, you know, set your journal on top of your phone or whatever, it's like, hey, guess what? Oh, this, yeah. this is what you said you wanted to do. Oh, I
1: totally do that too. Yeah.
0: And, yeah. and I just think just having those cues is definitely helpful. Like now I've ha- had <clears throat> drawing tools and stuff out of my desk and, and have had this notebook that I'm writing from on my desk and it's just those are those are good cues to be thrust into the project you hope to be working on or the task that you want to get done or whatever it is exactly then the the habit you want to establish Mm -hmm. well i think on that note
1: this has been a good talk. We'll be back with more talk on Atomic Habits next time.
0: Yeah, and maybe even other stuff. Who yeah. knows? Who the heck knows? But thank you for listening. Uh, this episode, of course, has been brought to you by Bean Chata. When horchata just won't do, Bean Chata is a drink for you, fully endorsed by Justin Bieber and also by Say Thanks More. If you want to pick up a gratitude journal, go ahead and go to ThanksMorris.com and get a gratitude journal and start journaling away journaling today and it will be hand shipped to you by marie murataya
1: yeah or mark little if he if he wants to help out depending on how many orders we get from this plug but um i will offer uh you know 15 off Whoa. from this podcast but you gotta use don't the give code. it away
0: what no go ahead
1: i gotta give him a code I for thought you're, giving, you're
0: giving away the whole store
1: I'm not giving away the whole store. Oh, all right. Go ahead. I I want people to start their 2022 in gratitude. Let's go. Yeah, very true. No, use the code PODCAST15 for 15% off.
0: Whoa, Um, PODCAST15.
1: PODCAST15, all caps, PODCAST15. And uh, you'll get 15% off.
0: Whoa, that's a smoking deal.
1: It is a smoking deal.
0: I, I, like, I like that this just got integrated at the end of the show.
1: Well, I didn't know you were going to do that, to oh, be honest. I didn't either. And That's why like, I said. Oh, I have a code for you.
0: Excellent. That's improv, y'all. So, thanks again for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Adios. Bye.